persistence culture. Persistence, firm or obstinate continuance in a course of action in spite of difficulty or opposition. Culture, the customs, arts, social institutions, and achievements of a particular nation, people, or other social group. Keep moving. This is Persistence Culture. I am your co-host, Mambo, and we got your host, Jason, in the house. What's up, man? What up, Mambo? How's it going, brother? Happy uh, late 4th of July. Yeah, man. It was uh, it was great to see family, man. So 4th of July for me is uh, we, got a, we have our family reunion every year. Oh, sick. And uh, I've missed it the past three years. Of course, a pandemic. Damn, yeah. Yeah, Last yeah. year, I had a family emergency, but it was uh, so dope to see uh, a lot of the family. Uh, teenagers are now adults. It's crazy, <laughs> man. It's got to be crazy. I was I was literally thinking the same thing about my kids the other day. It randomly popped in my head, and I was like, man, it is going to be weird. I was just looking at my daughter, and I was like, man, it's going to be weird one day when you walk through the door, and you're like a grown woman. But uh, it's tough to imagine that, so I could only, yeah. So. Wait, wait, wait till you have grandkids, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I bet, man. And then, like you said, when you're used to doing those like uh, family get-togethers on like uh, interval, and then you miss a few, man. Shit moves too fast. Yeah, time, too, time too, too fast, man. Time doesn't slow down for nothing. Well, I didn't see you last week. Uh, you you got to spend time with family, I did, too. Yeah, I went, out, I went out to the Midwest, visited a mom who's better known as grandmom nowadays. Um, but she got to she got to have tons of grandmom time with the babies and stuff. And the weather was, the weather was cool, so it wasn't like god-awful hot and humid. So it was perfect. We got to do some cool stuff out there in the Indiana and Cincinnati area. So it was really nice. So dope, man. And we're back at it again here at yes. PCA with another dope guest. Uh, what do we have today, yeah. man? We got the perfect guest, right? Because I uh, just did a press cover sports show and it was a championship theme. And, you know, it just hit me when I saw her walk through the door today. I was like, man, this is perfect for championship week. Uh, today's guest is one of the most talented, smiling faces that you will see in any of our PC facilities. Uh, she's always motivating members to reach new goals, PRs and gather new skills all while dom dominating the CrossFit landscape herself. Uh, she is now the reigning and defending Northern California Classic champion and PC's very own coach, Hannah Hall. Hannah, welcome back to the studio. Thanks for having me. Of course. <laughs> of course. How are you feeling today? Good. Really good. That's awesome. Uh, I see you got the Northern California Classic uh, water jug right there. So uh, <laughs> I, I want I want to start on that. To me, that is like super incredible. It seems like a absolute uh, massive massive event. So congratulations on winning. Thank Th you. That's got to feel incredible. And to me, uh, looking at the leaderboard and stuff, it seems like not only did you win, you kind of dominated. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like that. It's funny. People ask me oh, were you nervous? Cause you're so far ahead of everyone. Like it must've been so easy. And I was like, no, it wasn't easy. Every <laughs> yeah. event was hard. <laughs> like, even though it looks like I dominated, it was very hard. <laughs> yeah. And the only way you dominate something at CrossFit, if you've never done it is by working extremely hard to exactly. get those consistent finishes. Because I always think it's very interesting how they score the points, you know, cause it, it correct me if I'm wrong, but it's just where you finish counts as your points and then accumulates the most. So eventually the lowest yes. points win. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. So I was it 38 to 60 was second place, I think, for you? I think. I, I, I recently looked. So. I believe so. It was something around that. Yeah. So that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a nice win, but that win is only good for, you know, because there's 20-something competitors. If you have a bad event, you know, you can lose those 22 points pretty quick. Oh, easily. So, yeah. yeah. So there's no, there's no, like, taking your foot off the gas, and it's kind of what I like about CrossFit. Like, it's a constant push. It's like a constant constant pressure on you. So when did you decide to compete for the uh, Northern California Classic? I did the qualifiers in January. Uh -huh. um, at the time, I was getting ready for the Open, and I wanted an another backup competition in case um, quarterfinals didn't go well, and I just wanted 
I want the most experience I can get right now. Whatever competition awesome. that is, it looked like a good competition. There was a cash prize, so I was like, all right. We'll go for it. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Cash prize. I'm yeah. all in, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, Dave, so you so you did a qualifier all the way back in January then? I did the qualifier. I was sick with COVID. Oh, and I was no. Doing them all by myself in the gym. Oh, man. Because wow. it, so it was all online, I'd imagine. It was all then. online. Yeah. So what type of a qualifier was it? Did they set up like a X amount of wads and you just had to videotape? Yeah, I believe it was four or five different workouts that you had to get done. Mm-hmm. I think it was two weeks long, maybe three. So now you're telling me not only did you win first place by 22 points, but you qualified with COVID. Yes. That's pretty epic. That's pretty epic. <laughs> wow, I, I was in bed when I had COVID. <laughs> yeah, I was say, I, my, my COVID experiences are not dominating a CrossFit qualifier. So, yeah, that's just another level that's of That's why epicness. you won. Yeah, that, that's, exact, that's exactly why. That's exactly why. So, um, did you? When did you know that you were going to compete competitively this la- this last year? Because I remember last time we had you on, you were still recovering from surgery, so obviously that's going well. Yes, um, I want to say last September I really turned on the brakes um, right after my shoulder surgery. Mm-hmm. It's almost been a year now, but I had a gnarly ankle sprain, <sighs> and that put me out for another four to five months, and that was probably more defeating than the actual. Wow. Sur- a surgery that I had just because it was like, okay, I'm almost back. I'm almost back. And then boom, another injury. So that was frustrating. That was hard. But around September, October, I was getting back into it. Um, I actually changed programming and got another program and just really put my head down and started getting ready for the open. That's great. That's great. I mean, especially after like an injury like that, like it's funny. Like you said, you had an injury that requires surgery, uh, but then you have an ankle sprain and that takes you out for months. I mean, it happens to everybody. I remember like LeBron James, the only real time he's ever missed time in the NBA is because of a high ankle sprain. I mean, it's, yeah. it's brutal. And it happens in like the snap of a finger, you know, it was yeah. probably something you've done a million times and it just caught you wrong or... Uh, sort of. No? Oh, was it recreational? <laughs> yes. Uh, well, to make you feel better about whatever happened, I'll put my wife out there on blast, and she was going down one of those uh, cardboard uh, slides that kids do at the park, yeah. and she thought she would surf down it, and yeah, she had oh. a pretty gnarly ankle sprain at the bottom of the old, like, I think it was the Libby Park uh, turf slide, so it happens yeah. to everybody. It's always the stuff that you're doing for fun, you're not focusing on form right. or technique, and it's like, ooh. Yeah. I that, learned my lesson. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, but, but those are, those are the fun lessons to learn, right? You gotta, you gotta do the, the fun it, CrossFit's kind of like a, uh, a fitness level that makes you go after and get it. So you can go and do those more active recreational activities. Totally. So yeah. you gotta, you gotta do the fun with the work too. So, yeah. uh, you can't blame yourself there. Um, so that's really cool that you're able to like mentally grasp a hold of that. Um, how was this competition different than ones that uh, you done before? Were they, was it local? Obviously, Northern California. It probably wasn't around here. No, it was up in Sacramento area. Um, how does it compare? It was a really, really well-run competition. They had everything. We even had a shooting event. Beautiful. Wow, really? Super crazy. They're kind of, they really tried to make it like the games. And uh-huh. you could tell it was it was awesome. We a had a shooting event. A shooting event. We had two different swimming events. Just really, really well programmed. That's awesome. And to, I mean, to coordinate that has to be incredibly hard. I did look up uh, a lot of the different workouts. Um, I missed the shooting part, I guess. Um, and uh, I noticed that there was a lot of swimming involved with it. Uh, so that's why I was going to say, did you take any like different training techniques? Did they give you a like a heads up on what the wads were going to be a decent amount of, out in time or? 
So we knew that there was going to be swimming. That's the only thing we knew, though. Okay. They gave us a heads up. Yeah, (laughs) they were like, okay, there's going to be swimming, and the lake's really cold. And they were right. It was really (laughs) cold. (laughs) I bet. That's probably all snow water up there or whatever. What what lake were you at for the competition? Uh, Natoma. Natoma? Yeah. I don't know. I'm not familiar. I've literally (laughs) haven't gone much farther north than Santa Barbara, so so I I wouldn't have known, but... um, that's got to be incredibly hard because I know just even like jumping in a pool, it's hard to like keep your breath in cold yeah. water. So where were you doing your swim training at? Um, I would do it either at Kalu or here in Ventura, just public pools. Wow. So that had to be a big shock for you then where you're swimming in a controlled environment yeah. versus just literally in nature swimming across a lake. It's a lot different. And it's different when you've got people all around you kicking you in the face. I mean, they're trying to pull your bathing suit off. It's, it's Oh, so it was like water polo in the water then. So (laughs) really, (laughs) damn, that, that, that makes it even more impressive. And I also saw that anything you wanted to bring, cause so one of them, you had to do a swim across the lake Mm -hmm. and then you had to do a mile trail run on the other side of the lake. And then you had to swim back across the lake. Yeah. So that event was insane. It was swim across, but you had to hold on. Well, first it started with a max effort handstand hold in four minutes. And then you had a minute rest and you went into a five mile bike on an assault bike. And then you swam across the lake, but you had to hold on to all of your gear. So you had to hold on to your shoes in like a waterproof backpack. So you're swimming with your backpack. You get to the other side. It was a mile and a half run, but half of the run was with a 75 pound sandbag. And then you got back down and then swam across the lake and then you were done. Damn. Was that 75 pound like a surprise to you guys then or? Everything, like every event was a surprise. Okay. When they were like naming off that event, we were like, okay, five mile bike, done. Okay, swim, then we're done. Okay, run, Run. then we're done. And then they just like kept going. (laughs) Because I read it. I didn't see that. Maybe that was in like the notes at the bottom. I didn't see the 75 pound sandbag. Yeah. Holy crap. Did it it have like some like shoulder harness or something at least? Exactly. Yeah. Man. It was basically like a hike at that point. You were not running with I was going to say, yeah, 75 (laughs) pounds. I mean, geez, that's like both of my kids and then like a 10 pound weight on top of them. That's insane. (laughs) I don't even want to walk with both of them on my back at the same time. So kudos to you. Um, What type of a backpack did you have your gear in? Because that's one thing that I noticed that all gear must be on person during swim or something. Yeah. So that's what I thought. I was like, man, is she running in wet shoes then? Cause that just sounds God awful. It actually stayed pretty dry. It was just like a dry pack that they uh-huh. gave us. I just strapped it around my waist, kind of kept me a little bit afloat. Oh, did it? Cause okay. it had a little air in it, but everything stayed super dry for the most part. I mean, oh. by the end of the run, my feet were like kind of soggy, but just cause of the mud. Yeah. And everything. everything. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure. Yeah. So how many, how, how many were competing in that division at that time? Do you remember the 20, I want to say around 22. Yeah. So ish. did you have a pretty good gap going into the water or was everybody pretty much the same on that five mile bike? I was behind a lot of people. I think I caught three or four people on the swim mm-hmm. and then just held on to it on the run. I think nice. I got six in that workout. Yeah, you did get six. I was yeah. wondering because like you were saying, like so many people congested in the lake all yeah. swimming because I'm sure there had to be a way that the crow would fly across the lake, right? Like there's, right. you don't want to be too far out from you everybody else. Yeah. 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 Man, what type of uh, swimming were you doing? 
Just freestyle? Freestyle, yeah. <laughs> I would come up for a second and I would just breathe. I don't know if you're a Michael Phelps butterfly. <laughs> oh, no, I went with a butterfly straight across, you no. know, for pure speed. Survival uh, swimming. Wow, so that's really so that's really cool. Um, were all these events all in one day or did you have to cross over days? Um, we had two events on day one, three events on day two, and then two events on day Day three. Oh, so, so you went days. all three days. I knew yep. that it was three days, but I didn't know if they were like, hey, scaled will be all on Friday and then just yeah. elite on Saturdays and Sundays or something. No, so Saturday, Sunday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. Damn, that is really that is really cool. So what was your strategy there? Was that similar to, did you get to use some of your previous games experience when you traveled to crossover days to stay ready? Yeah, um, I was pleasantly surprised at how prepared I felt over the whole weekend. Um I wear like a little a whoop, like uh-huh. a heart rate yeah. monitor and everything. And I was fully recovered every single day. Damn. And until Monday morning, I obviously I wasn't competing on Monday. Then my recovery was like in the red uh-huh. and I could just feel so tired. But my body just held it together every day. I woke up, I slept good, I felt good. Um, but it is a lot different than just a one day competition or a two day competition. Like by that third day, I kind of remembered like from the games uh-huh. how tired you are and how mentally strong you have to be. By yeah. those last two events, it's like everyone's in the same boat. Everyone's tired, and you just have to know that. You have to be mentally stronger than everyone else. Is that what, is that what you basically told yourself? Like, all right, Hannah, everybody else has been here for three freaking days now <laughs> yes. too. Did yeah. you know you were in first place going into third day? Did you have an idea? or? Yeah, I knew I was in first place, but it's still, like you said earlier, you never really know. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I bombed those last two events, I wouldn't That's have taken it. Yeah. first. Yeah. You have to average, you know, third, fourth place. Yeah. You're only as good as like your last event. Like you look yeah. at those like games athletes and that's, that's why like Tia is always dominating. She doesn't win every single yeah. event, but she never is outside of the top 10 or very, very rarely. And then right. you have someone that gets first, but then they get 23rd, the next one. And it's like, well, right. now you really got 12th. <laughs> so yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you can't, you got to be well-rounded and looking at that competition as a whole, as I was like prepping for this show to, to get all the details, I was like, damn, for you to have all that, what was the trick? Well, you said you switched programming. So did you kind of just incorporate more things or? Yeah, I try, I started training so much more. Um, two times a day, like three to four hour sessions, just a ton of volume. And it was cool though, because I got to this competition and I felt like I could do more, like do mm. another workout at the end of the day, which is my goal. That's what I want to feel like. Yeah. I want it, I want training to be much harder than the competition. And it definitely felt like that. I think that's I think that's the goal, right? That's why they're always saying is, you know, practice how you play and then, yep. you know, play will just be practice. So uh, it definitely it definitely held true to you. So going into it, when they announced like the wads to you, which one did you think was gonna be the hardest for you out of those? Like the handstand hold, there's that RPM adventure, there's a clean and jerk ladder, right? A dumbbell, Amanda. Is that what that was? Mm-hmm. Um, and then like a swim DT. Yeah. That one sounds gnarly. Yeah. But which one were you most most uh seemed daunting to you? Um, probably the run. So we didn't know the events until like the day of, or oh, the day okay. before, oh. but the runs are always the most daunting to me. Mm. Um, I just hammered running this past year. I mean, three to four days a week, I stuck to it and it was really cool. It was the most rewarding workout for uh-huh. me because sixth place was huge on that workout for me. I've done a lot of competitions where I crush everything and I get last place on the run workout and then you can't win. Then it just bottoms everything. You can't even podium because you've gotten, you know, a 50th place Mm -hmm. and it doesn't matter at that point. So that was really cool. That was a really, really rewarding workout for me. 
I think that's awesome. Like when when you can be as good as you are, right? You're on the you're on the other other uh, episode. I think it was all the way back in episode 25, which is a trip. This is like wow. episode 80 right now. I was thinking it wasn't that long ago, and then yeah. I went back and kind of checked it out, and I was like, damn, it was a while ago. <laughs> yeah. um, but you know, junior national Olympian, weightlifter, junior CrossFit Games athlete. So like the barbell movements and the gymnastic movements are there for you, and you mm-hmm. notice, you know, hey, cardio is something I got to work on. Switched it, committed, and then it actually pays off. Yeah. That's got to feel pretty damn good. Feels really good. I know. I kept telling my family, I was like, I wish you could have seen me run. Like, I wish you could have seen me. I was passing people. <laughs> I was hauling ass. <laughs> you don't get it. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that is so cool. That is so cool. What t- what was the trail like? Was it literally a trail run like uphill and downhill? or straight uphill. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> it was brutal. <laughs> Downhill on the way back, though, did it feel like it was coasting at least, or you were too gassed by that? I then? mean, kind of, but you had the sandbag, and so every step was just like so painful. <laughs> oh, so did you pick the sandbag up like at the top? Basically, you ran uphill and found out you needed to pick up a sandbag, or? You ran up a hill, you picked up a sandbag, ran up another hill, and then ran back down with the sandbag. <laughs> 75 pounds too that ain't fucking around no it's heavy yeah wow was that for all the elite athletes or was the males even heavier um actually i think that was for all because i was gonna say yeah we could pick up whatever sandbag it didn't matter Damn. That's badass. That just yeah. that takes it to a whole nother totally. level of badassness right yeah. there. So good for you. Because I was thinking, uh, 75 <laughs> pounds. I was like, is there even a bag strong enough to hold another thing? I'd be worried about the thing ripping. Exactly. So, yeah. wow, that's incredible. So which one of those had the shooting involved? I didn't see the shooting. So shooting was day two, I believe the second event. Um, I have to like remember the workout. It was a sprint, really fast workout. Okay. But we basically, we couldn't touch the guns beforehand. They're BB guns. And I believe it was like, it was intervals. I forget it was if it was three minutes or four minutes. But you had to go from double unders. You had to get, you had to shoot five shots. You had 10 shots. I think so. Like, Sorry, you're in, game, you're, in, you're in game mode. That's all right. I understand. I can totally understand. But, but it was so fun. It was so different and all the girls, you know, everyone was surprised. Yeah. But no one really knew what they were doing. Like I've shot before, so I kind of knew what I was. That gives doing. you a huge advantage because I would yeah. think that I think that probably some people out there had never even held a gun before, let alone how oh, yeah. to properly aim it. So yeah, totally. Yeah, I think I missed. I shot fifteen shots and I missed one. Dang. So yeah. In the middle with an elevated heart rate. With the of elevated doing, heart yeah. rate. Yeah, so, that's crazy. That's the hard part too. I know I get done. I get done some damn CrossFit workouts, and I'm already done like for like ten minutes, and I can't even write my damn name on the logout sheet <laughs> to yes. buy a sweet fuel bar because like I can't hold my hand straight, and you're just plunking every single target. Yeah. What kind of a, what kind of a target did they have set up? Do you know like was it like fifty yards downfield or? I think they said it was like 30, uh-huh. 25, 30. Okay. It, it seemed very close. Yeah. Yeah. I, sometimes though, sometimes though, close ones, the accuracy really depends even more if you're yeah. not holding true. Right. Where where the longer one, obviously, it's more on like the weapon barrel and things like that. Where yes. when it's up close, it's like you need to be locked in, hold that barrel steady when you pull the trigger. And yeah. So were you taking a nice deep breath before t- trigger yep. pull and stuff? Solid. I hold my That's, breath and then shoot. <laughs> hell yeah! That's awesome. Um, so. I couldn't help but see the pictures of you with your giant uh, first place check. That had to feel yeah. pretty incredible. Feels really good. Yeah. Hard work literally paid off. Literally paid off. CrossFit pays. All right. If yes. you're listening out there, CrossFit pays. So it was 10 grand. Am I correct 10 in that? 10 grand. Mm-hmm. Phew. 
Nice. That is a hell of a payday for a three-day weekend. Now, I know you earned every single penny of it, (laughs) but damn, that for three days worth of work, that's pretty good. Is that the most you've won uh, competitively? That's the most I've won competitively, yep. Super cool, because I I was reading that they were trying to basically make this one the new – Qualifier. Obviously, it can't qualify yeah. you for the games, but it's trying to like fill that void. Right. Um, so, how did you feel about the level of competition? I was looking at numbers, and I mean, it seemed like it was yeah upper upper echelon. Yeah, I, the girls were really good. Um, like I said earlier, there wasn't any event that I felt like I could take it easy or mm-hmm. take a step back. I mean, I pushed every event, and mm-hmm. even the last one, I was like head to head with the girls right next to me, and. It was a fight. Every event was a fight. Oh, well, the DT, because was it DT with bar muscle-ups? Is that true? Um, The DT was with the swim. So the it was swim. dumbbell DT with sw- the swim. Okay. And then there was something with bar muscle-ups, though. Yeah. And you were just cruising on those. But that's yeah. your that's your jam, though. I mean, that's yeah. your, you're, you're, in your, you're in your mojo there. Yeah. So is that one that you felt good when they announced it to you? You're like, all right, bar muscle-ups, I'm good. I got yeah. that. Yeah. That one was interesting because it was actually – so that was day three, and it was pouring rain in the morning. Really? And so the workout was heavy snatches and bar muscle-ups. And it changed like three or four times before we even started. So we're in the warm-up area and we're like, are we doing snatches? Are we doing deadlifts? Are we even doing bar muscle-ups anymore? Because we had seen divisions before us and they had changed it to like strict pull-ups. Hmm. And so we really didn't even know. So that was kind of, you know, good to practice as well. It was just the unknown, getting out onto that floor and just going for it. Yeah. It ended up being deadlifts and bar muscle-ups. Which was good. So they were trying to protect the athletes, basically, because yeah. with, with it being wet, you don't want somebody slipping yeah. off a bar or exactly. something like that. Yeah. Did you find that hard? Was was everything more wet? Did you just chalk up like a yeah. son of a gun or what? Yeah. It wasn't super hard. By that time, it kind of dried up, but I was glad that it was deadlifts just because the snatches would have been... Yeah, a lot of the a videos, slippery. a lot of the videos that they posted and you posted, I noticed that it was definitely like an overcasty kind of yeah. weekend, which is yeah. probably good though. I would think I would rather overcast than just totally. blazing ass <laughs> hot. Yeah. Because some of the workouts, I mean, like, definitely uh, when Precision holds their ones up there in, like, Agora Hills area, I mean, a couple of days, it was just like, oh, my God, like, the sun is just incredibly hot. Yeah. So, you you, you lucked out with that then. Um, But I did see the clean and jerk ladder. Did you, like, just, did you just defeat the clean and jerk ladder then? (laughs) Did they run out of weight plates for you then or what? Nice. I nice. know. <laughs> so would you have kept, were, was there an option to keep going or at 240, it was just like, they just they give you the you. blessing and that's it? Yep. Wow. There was one other girl that made it to 240. Okay. Yeah. I was shocked. I was like, all right, like, yeah, give me we're going. Yeah, like, come on. Let me go. <laughs> she wants to keep going. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. So, yeah. th- but that was just no option. They didn't want, they just, they just tied you guys up at they first. They tied you. Yeah. Cool. So what's your clean and jerk at now? Um, if you had to guess. 250. 250 yeah. got in the bag. If you were going into an ollie lift, that's what you're opening at? That's what I'd be around, yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. That is incredible. <laughs> Good for you. Thank you. So do you still want to try to make the Olympics, uh, Olympic weightlifting? It's been, yes, I do. Yeah. <laughs> I am in the process of, you know, switching coaches and looking for mm-hmm. a coach that can support me on that journey. So, yeah. yeah. As it's a soon lot. as that happens, yeah. It's a lot because, you know, my wife bounces back from like CrossFit programming to like Olympic weightlifting program, yeah. and it's so different. It's so different. So different. How do you balance? Yeah. How how does someone like you that competes at such a high level at both of them? How do you balance them both together? What's your strategy? It's hard. Yeah. It's really hard. And I know at some point I'm gonna have to pick one. Yeah. I'm kind of getting to that point where it's like, all right, CrossFit or weightlifting. Um, even though I do love both, uh-huh. I want to see how far I can go in both. 
But it's kind of cool because when my lifting is stronger, I notice that like my gymnastics is stronger in mm-hmm. CrossFit because you I mean you're pulling more weight, so you're, you're easier. You pull yourself up onto those rings easier. Yeah. You pull yourself up to the bar easier. So it does go hand in hand, but it's a lot. Yeah, they're meant to be. I feel like I feel like it's tough to get the same cardio um, capabilities when you're doing like an Ollie struggle or an Ollie, not an Ollie struggle. And that's what it is for me when I do Ollie, <laughs> when I do Ollie lifting is definitely an Ollie struggle, but like uh, Ollie programming versus because it is like, it's funny. Like if you're doing a heavy clean and jerk or a heavy snatch or something, mm-hmm. and even if you're doing like one or just two reps, I'll notice like after I'm done, I'm like literally like gasping for breath, but yeah. it doesn't give you that like uh, aerobic style workout where you're keeping yourself at that level. Right. Um, so that would be hard. I feel like, yes, you're going to be strong. You'll crush a clean and jerk ladder. But then when you got to go do an RPM adventure race of biking for five miles, swimming a mile and running a mile with yeah. a 75 pound sandbag and everything else that goes with it. Yeah. It's tough to balance all that out. It's very tough to balance. I noticed the hardest thing for me is just keeping my joints healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, when I'm on a really big weightlifting cycle, it's hard to keep running every day as well because I'm squatting a ton and yeah. I'm squatting a ton of weight. So that's the biggest thing for me is just keeping shoulders healthy, healthy knees healthy, ankles. It's a grind. Stuff. It's yeah. a grind, and I, yeah. I feel like I feel like with weightlifting, you're doing things like that. Your body is obviously capable of doing. That's how you're doing it. Um, you know, it's like one of the best engineered things, if not the biggest marvel of engineering in the world, is the human body and how you can move that weight from the ground over your head. Um, but while you're doing that, you're like compressing everything. Right. I feel like that's probably the biggest, biggest thing. And I notice like when we go on like a squat cycle and then there'll be a bunch of four hundreds or something, it's like, man, my knees feel it. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm trying to stay on my toes. I feel <laughs> like I'm running properly, but it just feels like I'm getting beat down. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I can imagine when you're really at that pinnacle of weightlifting, it's such a tax on the body yeah. that it's hard to just go and just be like, all right, now let me just throw in a quick, uh, CrossFit wad or something like that. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, are you, did you hear about the Olympic weightlifting in the Olympics and how it's like suspended temporarily? Yeah. That's it was kind very of a, like upsetting time for me when that was all going down. Yeah. Yeah. That kind of did put a little damper on your, because well, like you're Definitely. saying, you're trying to decide back and forth. And to me, I feel like that's, that's pretty messed up of them to do. I mean, if you're going to challenge the credibility of Olympic sports, I feel like it's pretty incorrect to just select weightlifting and say that that's the one that we're going to temporarily suspend from the Olympics because it's out of control. Right. And where's your like proof of, because when you look at it and you try to find the information that they use on what's out of control, it's like, there's a testing program, right? Why yeah. don't you tighten up your testing program right. and that should solve the problems. Yeah. It's hard. I mean, ultimately it could be a good thing in the end. I mm-hmm. mean, if it's suspended and hopefully other countries will get their act together and we can have weightlifting again in the future. Um, but it's just hard. It's hard because I mean, I want to, mm-hmm. I want to compete against people who are yeah. clean, yeah, and they're not doping. And so, it's like, what do you do when other countries aren't following right. the rules? It is tough. It is tough. And you know, and to me, to me, it's simple. Don't suspend the sport. Suspend the country. Right. And if you can prove that they have clean lifters to the like OIC testing credentials and things like that, yeah. you know, then they can come get beat down by Hannah Hall legitimately yeah. at <laughs> Los Angeles 2028. And then yes. we know that there's yeah. no bullshit. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I agree with you and I don't think it's right. And I'd like that they at least left the door open. But for somebody like yourself that has legitimately two kind of professional paths that you can kind of choose from. Right. 
it's tough to say, oh, I want to stick with weightlifting, even though maybe I might not get to that pinnacle. Yeah. It'd be like me playing, you know, college college football, and I'm really good at college basketball, and them saying, well, you know, we're going to temporarily take away the Super Bowl for a while, but you could still win the NBA Finals if you wanted to go play basketball. You know, it's going to weigh right. your it's going to weigh your your options. So totally, and it's kind of a bummer, and I figured that it would kind of be a a tough, a sore, a sore subject, but you know, hopefully, there's plenty of years. Yeah. They get it all figured out. Yeah, you'll get that coach dialed in for ollie lifting. You'll be ready to go. Do you have any contacts still from like junior national team and things like that, or how did that work? Was it kind of an independent? Thing? It was independent. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So they didn't have like a they didn't have like a head coach of the junior national team or anything no. like that. You pretty much bring your own coaches for weightlifting. Oh, okay. Is yeah. that it, even with the Olympics too? Like actual uh, Olympics? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Interesting. That's that's kind of cool, actually. Yeah. Uh, because then it really also gets to show off the the programming. I feel like since I've uh, gotten into CrossFit and things like that, like I love Gage's programming. Yeah. I think it's I think it's top notch. It's like aggressive. And then when we travel now, we're like traveling CrossFitters, so we find a CrossFit gym and, yeah. and we go there. And you, and you notice how different it can be from someone actually creating their own program versus just using some buy online program yeah. or versus like scaling down programming versus scaling up and then letting the correct people scale down. Um, so right. it's really cool that you get to a level like the Olympics and they let your coach still kind of shine yeah. and be like, hey, this guy has a lot to do with my success because they really do. Yeah, uh, absolutely. So, so that's pretty incredible because I think I think some of the sports like once you get to the diving team I think you have to like go on the diving team and right right yeah yeah so it's cool that weightlifting still gets to uh, to to freelance like that um, but you have another uh, career also percolating don't you I do yeah you just uh, <laughs> you we mentioned before we got on before we got on air here and uh, that you just started this week tell me about it so it's a sonar tech. Yeah, so I'm getting my bachelor's degree in di diagnostic medical sonography. Okay. Um, to become an ultrasound tech. I'm not awesome. Quite sure what I want to specialize in. Probably OBGYN, but haven't gotten there yet. I literally just started school <laughs> yeah. three days ago. <laughs> well, that's that's exciting. I think it's a cool field because seriously. Some of the most epic moments I've had in my life are both of the first. You know. Um, times that I got to hear my baby's heart rate and that could be you delivering yeah. those moments to people, which is really cool. And it's like a super, super, like just honest, pure, fulfilling, uh, occupation. Absolutely. So yeah. I think it's a good role for you because like, to me, you're always smiling in the gym. You always got a, I do love, I want to say, I want to put it on, uh, put it out there. I am a huge fan of your soundtracks every time that uh. I come into the gym because now you get to coach in Ventura now. Yes. So, so I get to see you coaching classes a little more often than I ever did at Moore Park. So I always feel like you got the best jams going. It's not like your typical, like some people get in a rut where it's the same soundtrack. It's easy to click the same soundtrack. I feel like yours is always a little bit different every time oh, man, I've been in there. You're going to piss off Good. some people, bro. Hey, no, hey, exactly. Yeah, switch it up then, all right? I'm just speaking facts here, all right? Hannah's got the, Hannah's got the playlist down. Um, but that that's really cool. So how much, uh, how much schooling is it? You said a three-year program? Three-year program, yeah. So it's a lot. It's trimesters, so about three months of class and 21 units every trimester. So it's a lot. Okay. Yeah. So trimester that means instead of semester you'll have three times in one year that you got to go to school yes yeah. oh oh i don't know if i could do that it's a lot <laughs> yeah so i don't get to start going into class and start labs until the second year and then mm -hmm. the third year i'll be placed in a hospital and it's 
basically nine to five and I'm in an oh, in- cool. internship. Oh, cool. So it's like, yeah, it's legit on the job yeah. training then. Yeah. Well, that's really cool. That sounds like a well thought out program. I, I like how that's laid out for yeah. you. Yeah. So far, prof- prof- the professors are amazing. Yeah. Cool. What's What school is it? What university is it? Is it oceanography? UI West Coast Ultrasound Tech Institution. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Um, with it all being online right now, I'm taking some online classes and I struggle with like the timeline yeah. of trying to fit everything else going on and not end up like at the end of my week and I'm like, oh shit, I got four hours of time to get done. And my <laughs> yeah. last day when I had all week to get six hours done, it's like, how did I do this? Are you yeah. able to manage everything, kind of juggle it? I'm like just trying to figure it out this week. <laughs> yeah. Um, they're all like live Zoom classes. So oh, that's I pretty show cool. up in my scrubs with my badge on. Um, I'm like live in class and they're very, they ask, they call on you, they ask questions. And so you ah. are always paying okay, so attention. See, that's sick. I like that. I like that kind of online schooling where mine is self-paced online schooling, what yeah. I'm doing right now. That's tough because I got so it's many tough. other self-paced things going on. Yeah. Like <laughs> my role at work is kind of self, not like necessarily self-paced, but definitely self-prioritized. Like yeah. I don't have someone saying, hey, get this done, then get this done, then get this done. You have to figure out which ones are first and second and third. So yeah. it becomes daunting. So that's cool that they have like a nice actual classroom for yeah. you to go to. Are the teachers yeah. pretty good at the virtual uh, class? Really good. That's cool. Yeah. Because I feel like that's got to be a lot of pressure on teachers nowadays. Like it's like this whole new thing that literally- totally. If you weren't already, I mean, I'm sure there was small groups already doing it before the pandemic, but right. like the pandemic just kind of forced everybody like, hey, yeah, if you like being in the giant auditoriums, well, you don't anymore. Now you're going to be yeah. on a exactly. giant Zoom wall. Does he have yeah. like a, does, do you know, does he have like a projector? Or how does he do it? Does he, does he do it on his laptop or? It looks like just yeah. from the laptop. It's funny because you know you, you can like choose the different backgrounds on Zoom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so like one of my teachers today had like this whole tropical beach thing going yeah. on. And there's like people walking across the beach <laughs> in the background. Nice. <laughs> Trying to get the weekend vibes right. going early. Yeah. All right. I like that professor. I like that professor. He's got the right, he's got the right mindset. Yeah. Um, so, with that being said, you got all that going on for the next three years. Yes. What's your plan on continuing to coach us awesome human beings at PC? Is that still a priority for you going forward? or It is. It's going to be a lot less yeah. than it was before. Um, I was coaching most of the morning classes over at Moore Park, okay. Monday through Thursday, and I had to say goodbye to all my oh, classes. No. I know. But I'll be there in the evenings and cool. venture as much as possible. And I have to work and I want to work and I love coaching. So yeah. I always want to do that. That's cool. Yeah. Well, that makes Hannah Hall's name on that Waterfly schedule more valuable yes. right now. You know, you know you're getting something. You know you're getting something that's not around all that much. But how yeah. are you so you're gonna A try to do that. Now B, how are you gonna continue training at such a high level? Yeah. It's, do you have a plan? It's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, probably wake up early, go train, and then after class, just go train yeah. and then coach. Yeah, I think weekends will be really long training sessions for me. Friday, Saturday, Sundays will be a lot, um, whereas before I took Sundays off. So yeah. it's going to change a little bit. Yeah, I like taking Sundays off. You going to Beach yeah. Wad Saturday? Maybe. You should go to Beachwad. Have you been to a Beachwad yet? Not oh, to you, Beachwad. you better go to Beachwad <laughs> this Saturday. If you're listening to this and it's like Friday or Saturday morning and it's not 10 a.m. yet, get your ass to Beachwad, all right? It's a Pierpont Beach right there in Ventura, right by the volleyball nets. It's a lot of fun if you haven't come. It's always just a nice little kind of sweat and grinding workout. Try not to burn the crap out of your feet on the sand, oh, kind yeah. of. But usually, usually Sean or whoever's running is pretty good about getting us by the water. Um, but 
Yeah, it's a fun way to work out on the weekends. If you're not used yeah. to working out on the weekends, you the workout, then you can bring whatever refreshments you like to drink. There's usually like a potluck style food, and then we act like we know how to play volleyball with the <laughs> with the local volleyball guys, <laughs> the the old timers that'll make you like be like, oh, I guess I don't play much volleyball. Yeah. Were you a volleyball player? Uh, not really. No, no. no. I played for like one year. Oh, well. Hey, see, yeah, see, see, she'll say something like that and she'll be out yeah. there and she'll She's spike pro, on right? She'll spike on me. I'll end up with a black eye from a Hannah spike. Uh, but yeah, so that's, that's going to be a new challenge for you then. I mean, it changes yes. your, changes your weekend life for sure. Yeah. Uh, cause I'm the same way. Like Sundays, Sundays, I desperately try to kind of just figure out whatever other priorities I have, you know, whether it's spending more time with the wife or the kids or both in a combination, you know, we try not to go to the gym. Although the core class on Sunday is really good. So that sometimes yeah. that sucks me in and it's early enough in the morning too. So you get to go. But like you said, see, it's like, it's, yeah. it's trying to find, it's always about finding that balance and uh, you're just starting your new teeter yes. of, of balance. Yeah. So, so with, with schools, okay. And I remember from the, from the last episode, dad's a USC alum, right? He is. Football player. Yep. <laughs> um, so has there been any talk in the house of USC and UCLA going to the big 10? Yeah. yeah. My dad's really upset about it. I was, I was going to say, <laughs> I would think, I would think that it, I, I would think that it would rub him the wrong way that they're going yeah. to the big 10. Uh, he was like all bummed out last week. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a huge, huge move to me. I think eventually it's going to not even be a Big Ten anymore. It's not going to be a Pac-12 anymore. And it's just it's just a true shakeup of college football. But for someone that played college football at USC, I figured I had to hit a little more home for yeah. him than I, – I was, I was super surprised. I yeah. mean, because now it's like – so, yeah, they brought UCLA with them so they can continue USC-UCLA. But, I mean, it's so weird. It's going to be so weird seeing USC play all these random teams – the one thing, though, that I would tell your dad that he should be happy about is that the Rutgers Scarlet Knights get to come to the Coliseum more frequently now. <laughs> so we get to see Rutgers football games on on the on the weekends. Um, but yeah, that's a that's a huge shakeup to me. And like, I just feel like uh, the whole sports landscape in general is changing. And I feel like that's going to continue to happen, not only with the Olympics, like we were already talking about, but even even CrossFit. Uh, I feel like pro CrossFit's a really progressive kind of sport. And uh, they're going to be changing things. They're already including so many other divisions, like uh, all different alternates that you can find ways to get into the CrossFit game. So I love how they're being more inclusive with, with that. And yeah. Uh, it seems like college football is try, trying to f find their own way. I mean, it's all, unfortunately, surrounded around around money and things like that. But I don't know. I just like the idea of getting the best athletes together. And that's what's cool about, like, the Northern California Classic that you got to compete in. And yeah. that's what will be cool about seeing USC play Big Ten. It, you, your dad will get over I it. He'll see, he'll get a couple of wins. Get a couple of wins against Ohio State, and then ever, everything, will be, everything will be fine. Um, yeah. But – there's one other thing that I definitely need to congratulate you on. Oh. You are now engaged. <laughs> am I correct? I am. Oh, that is so awesome. Congratulations. Congratulations. Um, so how are the wedding plans going? Oh, it's so stressful. <laughs> <laughs> it's so expensive. Yeah. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yes. That is always the thing. It's definitely expensive. The ring looks fantastic, Thank by the way. It you. looks even better in person than it did on your post. Thank you. Um, it's actually, fun fact, the center diamond is my great-grandfather's diamond. No way. Yeah, then they used the gold from his pinky ring to make my ring. Oh, my yeah, God. Nice. That is so, so cool. Super special. And the jeweler that made it actually had worked on his ring previously and knew him as well. So No wow. way. 
Yeah. Wow. That might be one of the most special stories I've ever yeah. heard of like a wedding <laughs> ring. I've heard, I've heard of like using someone's diamond, but literally melting down grandpa's pinky ring. Yeah. yeah. And that is so cool. Um, my dad unfortunately passed away about a year and a half ago. And before he did, like a year before he did, he gave me his pinky ring. So I'm whole, and it's got a couple diamonds in it. So I'm holding on to that thing as like a precious heirloom. So that's yeah. gotta be so cool to be on your finger and to be a part of, uh, you and your fiance's bond together. Uh, what's your fiance's name? Garrett. Garrett. You guys look like the most incredible couple and all your posts and everything together. So I'm super happy for you and Garrett. That's awesome. When's the, like, how far are the wedding plans along? You got like dates and stuff like that? Or are you guys just pumping the brakes and say, all right, she said yes, let's, let's slow down, you know? Um, I bought a wedding dress like six days after he proposed. Yeah. <laughs> Putting the pressure on. So we do have a date. Well, kind of have a date. We have ideas. So okay. It'll be about a year out. So okay, cool. Next June. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Me and my wife got married on June 20th. It was like summer solstice. Okay. Yeah. So it was, it was really cool. It, it worked out. It worked out well, but that was, so we got engaged in November and we didn't get married until not the following June, but the very next June. So okay. it was like a year and like seven months, but it worked out good though. We got to take yeah. our time. We ended up finding like the perfect, like a place that we never would have picked. We picked the, uh, the uh, Lions Club up in Carpinteria, oh, and cool. it's it's beautiful. It's got like these really bitching like crossing oak trees that are kind of like yeah. It just made for like great photos, and it was yeah. like perfect weather and like outdoor indoor setting. So it was cool. That's I'm excited awesome. for you and Garrett. You guys are gonna have an yeah, we're excited. Awesome, awesome <laughs> wedding. Um, but since you're not getting married this summer, what about some other summer plans? You got anything coming up? What's Hannah Hall doing now that you crushed the CrossFit? Yeah, so I actually took all of June off, or as or as much as I could. I jumped I was say, in. Other, so than, <laughs> other than swimming through lakes and shooting rifles and yeah. bar muscle ups in the rain and stuff, you know. But yeah, I took it yeah. off. Right after that competition, I just went into like full rest, full relaxation mode. Um, I did a couple of training days, but I really tried to just like let really? my body recover. Good for you. I feel yeah. like no one really ever ever does that. Yeah, my goal was to take a whole month and. I basically got there. Yeah, I started training on July 1st, so. Now, when, uh, yeah. when you're competing, do your injuries ever, you know, play mind games with you? A little bit, yeah. yeah. I felt like my shoulder just felt great the whole weekend, oh, but it was mentally challenging. I was like, oh, shoot, like rope climbs. Okay, I can do it. Like, <laughs> I've been training. I can do it. Uh-huh. But, yeah, it was nice to, like, let my body just rest and recover and all my joints calm down and my shoulder calm down. I feel like that's got to be so hard for someone like you to do that has like that training regimen. That's such yeah. a part of your schedule. Do you have like a recreational things that you do for fun then at least, or like something active outdoors or, um, well I coached a ton. There you go. <laughs> but see, you're still around it. That's it. You're yeah. still around like yeah. the sport and the, the fitness lifestyle. So yeah. And we actually went to Hawaii too. So it was oh, beautiful. So nice. Well, if you're not yeah. going to work out Hawaii, is exactly. the spot to not work out. Exactly. So, yeah. What, what part of Hawaii? Uh, Kauai. Okay. Kauai-pu. Cool. Is that, is that a normal destination for you and the family and stuff? Yeah. My grandparents have a timeshare. Oh, so beautiful. That's like our family, family vacation. That nice. is so cool. Yeah. Garrett got to come with for the first time. Hey, you finally <laughs> made the trip, Garrett. All right. Yeah. Cool. I Nicely like, done on the ring, Garrett. See? <laughs> exactly. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> that That's awesome. So what do you guys like to do out there in Hawaii? What's the, since you got a timeshare, there's got to be some hall traditions. Yeah. Um, usually just run or just something light in the morning. Uh-huh. We do yoga in the morning and 
eat breakfast on the patio, look at the ocean, yeah. and just swim all day long. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Did your family go with you to the competition? You guys seem super yeah. tight. I would imagine they did. Yeah. Really cool. My whole immediate family was there. Awesome. Does dad give you a lot of training tips while you're out there at the competition? Not really. Um, I think he kind of lets knows. you, yeah. you got you got to dial in. Yeah. But he's the best cheerleader I've ever met or seen. Yes. He's just, he's so good. You can Hell hear yeah. him from a mile away. I can hear him in the crowd, which I love. I can see him in the crowd and they just, him and Garrett both just get so excited and it gets me so pumped up. Nice. Yeah. yeah. That's perfect. That's what I'm hoping to, that's what I'm hoping to do. My son Bradley first started, uh, he started his first year T-ball this year. I, I assisted coaching with it and it was just, it was the funnest thing, but honestly the funnest part was just the games and like cheering all the kids on yeah. for whatever they were doing. I mean, that is like, that is the best part. So I just can't wait to continue doing that. And it's gotta be so cool to be able to see, you know, his daughter through his eyes competing at that level, you know, winning that. I mean, to me, it's a prestigious kind of event where we work out in Indiana. Um, when we go and visit my mom, there's somebody there that had his, like, uh, they have a few of like the competitors, you know, numbers. And one of them was, uh, from the Northern California classic. So oh, like, wow. it's like, so it's like yeah. that big. So, you know, people traveling from Indiana and things like that. So, um, did you get a chance to bond with the competitors while you're out there or was it all strictly business? Sorta. That's <laughs> a lot of people think I'm mean, like in what? competitions. I'm not like I'm not a mean person, no but way, I'm yeah. just so <laughs> focused. Yeah. And I don't like to sit near other people in the warm up area or anything like that. Just head down. Um, I'll talk to you after the competition yeah. and we can go get drinks yeah. after the competition. <laughs> yeah. I'll but... talk to you while I'm holding the check, <laughs> all right? <We're> just focus. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm very focused. Um I talk to my family and some close friends, but that's it. Yeah. Well, that, it worked. It worked for you. Yes, so, yeah. exactly. Hell yeah. Yeah. So I have noticed now I haven't got the pleasure of being coached by you yet. That's going to change though. I'm going to look up some, some afternoon classes. I'm going to get there. I'll take a 5 a.m. off and I'll come after work. It's tough for me to yeah. find that motivation, <laughs> but I'm going to do it. Um, but I noticed that like you give excellent cues to a lot of different people. Um, and especially bouncing back from Moore Park and Ventura and things like that. You have to see like a lot of members. What's your favorite aspect to coach in CrossFit? Do you like the more like advanced movements or barbell movements, or do you like helping a scaled athlete? What's your, what's your favorite part of coaching CrossFit? Um, I love coaching the Olympic lifts. Mm -hmm. That's really fun for me. I also love coaching bar muscle ups, but favorite part is probably the newbies. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just because so many, we have so many newbies come in and they're just so excited to learn and there's like so much to teach them, but they're just like wide eyed and just so, just so happy mean? and so excited. Yeah. yeah. What are all these acronyms mean? Yeah. <laughs> Someone explain it to me. And that's really fun. I mean, yeah. even if it's just, you know, they couldn't run before and mm -hmm. now they can run or yeah. they've never done a box jump and you're just encouraging them to get their first box jump. It's very rewarding. I could imagine like it's rewarding for me doing the classes and feeling it. So I could imagine like for you and all the other coaches at, at PC and just seeing the athletes being able to succeed and scale up and start getting these little movements. That's what I like about it too. It's like, there's so many ways to get accomplishments. And then yeah. there's also equal amount of ways to get failures. So you get both. And I think life is all always, no matter what you do, no matter how sheltered you try to be, is going to be full of both of them, failures yeah. and accomplishments. So you get to kind of do both of them in like an hour period in your day and get both of those highs, yeah. you know, and, you know, 
be able to just really pat yourself on the back and feel like, hey, I didn't just work out today. I literally like did something today. Yeah. I pushed myself to a limit. I found where that limit was and I accomplished it to the best of my ability. So yeah. um, to me, it seems like no one's, no one's better than you at that. And Thank you. Uh, yeah. You get to make people do bar muscle ups too. One of the better soundtracks I've seen in a in a in a box. So well done. But one thing that we always do every single episode, Hannah, is we always ask our guests one random question from Mambo. So here's today's here's today's episode's random question. Now okay. after after this interview, I'm I'm interested in your answer. Okay, uh, you have a lot Let's going on. Okay, uh, where do you want to be in ten years from now? Oh, good question. Hmm. Hmm. Okay, I'd be 31. Man, <laughs> um, you're making me feel old right now, Hannah. How do you think I feel? 31? <laughs> Holy smokes. <laughs> Man, you are crushing life, girl. You are Thank you. good for you. But okay, 10 years from now, 31. Um, I really want to have kids by that point, or at least one kid by that point. Um, Just really secure and happy in my career and still coaching people and still yes. working with people. I want to be making a difference in people's lives. Now, forever. do you see, do you see, see yourself doing it in the 805 or Hawaii? I'm not really sure. Um, honestly, we've been looking at some towns out of state and I don't really know where we're going to end up, but mm-hmm. I know where our families are here. And so you'll never be that far. Yeah. That's a great answer. I'm glad that you said that you want to have children. I think you'd be a fantastic mom. Thank you. Um, and that, that would be, that'd be awesome. That is a very solid answer, you know, like no, no, no real specifics other than, you know, fulfilling other people's lives, which is going to give you that same fulfillment. So that'd yeah. be great. That'd be awesome. I just had this random thought in my head. Would you give yourself your first ultrasound if you were an ultrasound certified tech? Can you even do that? <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Can I was you wondering. I want to do that. That sounds <laughs> I mean. awesome. You should do that. That would be cool. So when you and Gary yeah. find out and then you're going to give yourself the ultrasound exactly. and find the heartbeat yourself, that would be so freaking cool. I know. That would be really cool. All right. I'm going to answer the question myself now. 10 years. It's going to make me 45. No, 46. Holy shit. 46. <laughs> um but yeah, I don't know. I'm just excited that my kids will be older. I just want them to be happy and healthy and just pursuing whatever dream they choose to go get, you know? I don't really want to persuade their dreams, but I want to give them open doors to see multiple dreams, you know? Like, I don't want them to play a certain sport. I want them to play every sport. I don't want them to go a certain place. I want them to go all over the place. So I feel like that's my mission for the next 10 years because they're five and three. I feel like I got some critical years coming up. So they'll yeah. be teenagers. Gotta, teenagers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> got to put my head down. By then, they won't be listening to me for shit. So it's like <laughs> those years coming up for 10 years, I really got to I really gotta put my head down. How about you, Mambo? 10 years, what you going to be doing? I'm going to be old as fuck. And <laughs> uh, hopefully uh, we're all chilling uh, yeah. at the Persistence Culture Island Definitely. somewhere. You know I think, what I mean? Yeah, man. I think I think Persistence Culture has the ability to continue to expand. I'm really excited about that. Um, that's definitely part of my 10-year plan. Um, I love this podcast. I love getting to interview amazing people like you and all of our different members and members of the 805. And as PC grows, so will our audience as well as our guests. So I'm just looking forward to just keep telling people stories and getting to know people on this platform and obviously chopping it up with, with sports, with, with locals and people from, from all over the world. Um, 
But I just think like the Mel Eats, um, which I started, which I started eating this past week, is no, I'm absolutely calling, phenomenal. I'm man. calling her back. I'm starting up uh, next week. Yeah, you yeah. need to. Holy smokes! And now they're doing these specials. They have this Thai. They have this Thai chili uh, weekly special. Well, do you do Mel Eats, uh-huh. Hannah? You got to get on. You got to get on the <laughs> Mel Eats. I'm telling you, I had it for a while, and I just had the rosemary lemon chicken. I was. Thoroughly, thoroughly surprised with how damn tasty the chicken was. You know, you know, I, and I'm not trying to be biased and pump up something that's a brand. Like it was yeah. really, really, really good. And was, it's it, it's no brainers too because uh, I'm at work and I have to eat lunch every day. Yeah. So uh, uh, you know, spending twenty bucks here, twenty five bucks there, mm-hmm. uh, having the meal preps. You know, it's it's a no brainer. Like you. Yeah. Throw them in the microwave and they're ready for you. Yeah, it makes it so much easier. Yeah, it does. It really, it really does. And I was, yeah. And then on top of it, when they're when they're tasty and they got the macros laid out right on the top yeah. for you, so like yeah. you're trying to if you're trying to really you know follow some strict nutrition. They got it all laid out for you. Yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to not following some nutrition these next couple of weeks though. To tacos and tequila festival this weekend <laughs> and <laughs> surf rodeo the next weekend. I'm excited. Like I feel like Fourth of July. Uh, just got through and like summer's ready to just kick off like a yeah. full blast. So um, it does. Yeah, it just seems like life is kind of back to back to normal. And yes. I know that can't be said yeah. for everybody, but I'm just saying for the um, the majority of people in the world. So are you excited for the rest of summer? Very excited. Yeah. <laughs> Very cool. I'm going to a concert in uh, two weeks, not this weekend, next weekend. So I'm excited for that. I feel like I'm going to go concert. see. Um, it's slightly stupid is the main, uh, the main band okay. playing at Santa Barbara. And then they got fortunate youth opening for them. Uh, Pepper and somebody else. I can't remember the other two, but I'm stoked for fortunate. I'm probably more stoked for fortunate youth than I am slightly stupid. No shame on you. Slightly stupid. I love you. I've seen you in concert a bunch of times, but fortunate youth is me and my wife's jam. So we got grandma watching the kids. We got a hotel. Yeah, we got a hotel <laughs> nice. in Santa Barbara. So it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be a fun Sunday. Um, but yeah, I'm just, I'm just stoked for the summer. I'm stoked for the beach one. I'm glad Hannah's going to be there now. That she's <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no pressure, but I'm just, but yeah, I'm just, I'm just excited to get out and get and doing stuff. How, how was your holiday? Did you have a good holiday? Fourth it of July? It was good. Very low key. Yes. Yeah. Low key is good. Yeah. What'd you do? Just a little family barbecue? Family. Yeah. Watch fireworks. Worked cool. out a lot that day. Yeah. <laughs> Played hey. some pickleball. Cool. Pickleball. Yeah. Yeah. Are you guys competitive pickleballers? My fiance is. Yeah. Okay. Okay. He seems like a he seems like a tall, lengthy dude too. I feel like he'd yeah. be trouble on a pickleball court. It'd yeah. be tough to get it past him. We so. are very competitive together. Yeah, so. I can ima- I can ima- I can imagine I can imagine. Yeah. I can imagine. Where'd you watch the fireworks at? Um, up by his house, up in Dos Fientos, Newbury Park. And, oh, okay. Yeah. They had some up there? Yeah. Yeah, because I was, I was looking around. I mean, there was tons of, you know, that I seen, like, just in Oxnard and off the avenue and stuff, but there wasn't as many, I feel like, fireworks shows this year as as normal. I think Oxnard and uh, Wainimi didn't have shows yeah. this year. and they yeah. normally do, you know? Like, normally, like, the, the, the harbor will, huh? Yeah. Yeah, so I think that was what some people I saw were a little bummed about that. And but, then some cities yeah. had them on Sunday. Uh, uh, I know Fillmore usually has it. Yeah. That's oh, the big yeah. one that everyone goes to because, mm-hmm. you know, that's where. Which I think is whack, though. Like, just because 4th of July is on Monday, now you're going to have the fireworks on a Sunday. If 4th of July right. was on a Thursday, yeah. you wouldn't have done it on a Sunday. <laughs> so, like, just out of convenience. So, yeah. like, whoever set those fireworks up did not want to give some time on actual 4th right? of July. They're like, nah. <laughs> they wanted yeah. to enjoy a day off. I want, I, my four, I want my 4th of July off. Let's just do it. Let's just do it on. Let's just do it on Sunday. <laughs> 
But Hannah, it's been incredible to catch up with you. I'm super stoked for you winning the Northern California Classic. I can't wait to watch you defend it with honor next year and <laughs> yes. kick some ass again. Um, but honestly, I really can't wait to get into one of your classes and just see you keep shining in and out of the gym. So yeah, thank you. It's awesome. Thank, thank you, you so for much for coming me. in. Yeah, yes. definitely. Yeah. Thanks for being here. And thanks for checking out the Persistence Culture podcast. Uh, give us a follow on Instagram at Persistence Culture. Keep moving.